everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Private Suite Magazine interview series. Today on the show, we'll be interviewing someone who's very infectious music and incredible label to go along with it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Cosmic Cycler. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> How are you, my friend? What's up? Uh, I'm fine. How's uh, Yakutsk, Yakutsk, Russia treating you? <laughs> it's uh, kind of quiet here. Like, yeah. Self isolation and quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like, like everywhere, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's a smaller city, so the, hopefully it's not affected too much. Uh, it's actually, there are like hundreds of cases every day, unfortunately. Still, oh, jeez. Like, yeah. people still still don't understand, like, I guess, like, there are a lot of people outside still. Yeah. Like, nothing happening. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the it's, whole world forgot. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Very strange. I guess it uh, gets a little bit exhausting. People just can't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I like self-isolation. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it somehow sort of lends itself well to some people in Vaporwave, at least. Mm, yeah, yeah. As some of us uh, internet basement dwellers. <laughs> I guess mo- most, most of them, most of the Vaporwave <laughs> fans are Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of us, yeah. <laughs> anyway, man, it's so such a treat to have you on the show. I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. It's a it's a dream come true. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thanks for giving us the time. We really appreciate it. No problem. And I guess we'll we'll dive right into the show. So Cosmic Cycler, you've been in Vaporwave for several years now. I guess maybe since 2015. You also have a Vaporwave label called Gorgeous Lights. Very excellent label, one of my favorites. Uh, we'll get into why in a little bit, I imagine. But uh, yeah, your work is quite, uh, uh, it's permeated the culture a lot. Uh, a lot of people have heard of Cosmic Cycler. I know people like to dive into your music quite a bit and do um, sample digging and try and find out all the <laughs> samples you've used in your music. I know there's there's one in particular with Telepath that uh, I don't know if we'll ever find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled to have you here. So let's find out who you are, how you got into music, what your musical upbringing is like, and then maybe how you discovered Vaporwave. Uh, I discovered Vaporwave in like 2014, I guess, when I was mm-hmm. like into more uh, retrowave, synthwave music. Yeah. Uh, like when you listen to... Uh, like you know 80s inspired music you always find vaporwave anyway <laughs> so i uh, found midnight television album ah and that was like my first vaporwave album that i have listened and i liked it it was like uh, something very different from very different very different it's it not, was like yeah. very nostalgic weird I was like, yeah, like this is kind of music that I that I will probably enjoy. 
So I started listening to more and more. And um, in 2015, I decided to like try myself. Like when I found out that it's all sample based, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and started uh, up- uploading uh, my music on SoundCloud, Bandcamp. And I just don't know, but somehow people found found me. Like I never, uh, never actively promoted, like never posted anywhere, like on Reddit or places like that. I was just uploading my music, and people started to following, reposting. It was just weird in 2015, like. <laughs> it was, and because Vaporwave was quite quite big in 2015, you know, you, there were so many albums, you wouldn't just, uh, like, some, maybe in 2011, 2012, you could say, okay, I've heard every Vaporwave album. Yeah, yeah. But in 2015, that's a little more unrealistic. So, well, that means it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's rewind a little bit then. So how, did you know how to make music already? You made other music? Uh, you knew how to use a DAW? No, I imagine? not at all. Like in 2015 wow. was my first ever time when I uh, when I downloaded FL Studio <laughs> and mm-hmm. launched it and just started to slowing down some anime songs <laughs> songs from anime yeah. and that's it yeah i had no experience before wow that is so so crazy <laughs> like just just to go back and think like the the music you're trying to maybe reproduce some of the vaporwave you heard like i'm sure you heard luxury elite by yeah. then um <clears throat> Because that's sort of up up the alley of, of you as well, like late night no f- lo-fi is. Sorry, I'll say that again. Late night lo-fi, <laughs> lo-fi. <laughs> is what we, we would sort of call it, right? Yeah. A little bit of signal wave, maybe, but uh, yeah, kind of. Because signal wave is repetitive too, like with loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loops. Like going back to midnight television. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. an interesting record for the first record for you to hear in vaporwave um to get hooked on that it definitely says something about like what you were searching for i think yeah yeah, yeah. i uh i really like all of this like nostalgic and uh late night television kind of vibe yeah and where do you (laughs) think that came from your childhood maybe uh i guess Probably because I, uh, I remember I used to watch television going weird at late night, you know, yeah. like with all of the technical uh, difficulties. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it was mm-hmm. it was like interesting to see like television being uh, going. Mm, out of regular programming, I think. Like when at daytime, like there's yeah, yeah, not not your typical shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes in between the shows, they would have 
little weird commercials and advertisements saying what's coming up next, for example, and they're they're very maybe cheaper than the daytime versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that makes it makes it uh, have a different sort of uh, appeal when you're looking at the aesthetic of it. Yeah, that's why I liked midnight television. Mm-hmm. I guess I liked it because it had kind of synthwave artwork back then when I was into that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and at the time, I guess the synthwave definition was still being um broadened yeah yeah right so so it could have certainly fit at the time and i don't even know um how many people were calling vaporwave vaporwave back then but certainly wasn't as well known as it is now right <laughs> the term. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah i remember pe- people would would look for vaporwave once they discovered it not knowing where to go because mm-hmm. the subreddit the subreddit didn't exist and there weren't really many Facebook groups. There were like weird blogspot websites and Tumblrs and whatever. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, going back to your childhood a little bit, the whole late night lo-fi thing in your childhood and li- where you live in Russia, like you were talking about the technical difficulties yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the, all the weird little things. Like I, I've never been to Russia. I don't really, I ha, I've never really seen Russian television, especially maybe a version of it from when you were growing up. I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but like, you know, early 90s mm-hmm. or something like that, I imagine. And uh, that adds like a, a romanticized aspect to it for me as a foreign listener, as a foreign experiencer, you know, like trying to understand a different artists and whatnot and like and their uh what appeals to why vaporwave appeals to them rather and uh so when we're looking at the sound of your music and um the visual component as well as always with the gorgeous lights yeah. as you <laughs> as you could say and um cities city skylines and buildings at night yeah yeah uh, when I started in 2015, I actually used to make future funk <laughs> because I yeah, well, that's right. Uh, I used to watch uh, videos on YouTube channel Artsy Music, and I was kind of into like into music like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess I I just couldn't make future funk properly <laughs> in my opinion because I when I uh, when I listened to those albums that I made in 2015 that future funk albums they are like <laughs> yeah. kind of cringe for me you think so yeah, 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 yeah. dude I like those albums we're talking about Koi Bito and Myriad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I want to see some tape releases of those records. No, I Please. wouldn't approve that <laughs> yeah, at all. I, exactly. I actually <laughs> samples, asked, right? asked DMT guy to remove those albums back in 2016. Oh, really? Yeah, but he said, like, ah, no, I'm not 
I'm not going to remove because um, it's part of a yeah, it's part of the catalog, and like people yeah. already purchased, and they will be like sad to know that this album is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, yeah, yes, but uh, but I st- still feel like <laughs> I would I would be glad to remove those albums. Yeah, from internet (laughs) forever. (laughs) I see. Well, some people still cherish them. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So you'll be able to uh, have the spirit live on in future funk with those people, but no more future funk. No more future funk. Yeah. And then after that, after that, I made special night the album. The I guess my first late night lo-fi album. Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, it was made in 2015, but was released on like January 2016. I made this album after like listening to World Class by Luxury Elite. I thought okay. like this kind of sound was cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought like yeah, this is the style that I want to go further, mm-hmm. want to continue making. Yeah, and people like Special Night way more than my Future Funk albums. And in 2016, I made like a lot of albums. Like, I guess it was the most productive year for me. I even started Gorgeous Lies in 2016. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, it was at least 10, I think. Uh, what? Maybe maybe more, 10, 10 albums. Uh, yeah, probably. Close to 10. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, people like that special night. It's very cherished as well. And you had the vinyl release. Yeah, yeah, came out with uh, Geometric Lullaby. No, it wasn't on Geometric Lullaby. Oh, you did that yourself, right? Yeah, it was (laughs) self-released, actually. (laughs) That's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, some other feature presentation, sorry. On Gia Lullaby. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the self-release. Uh, uh self-release. I special night was the uh, first cassette release as well. Like uh, when I did my first self-released cassette in twenty sixteen mm-hmm. again. It was like. Very small run, like handmade, kind of. Uh, it was uh, 25, I guess. Mm-hmm. Edition of 25. And then when it was successful, I decided to start a label. In 2016, Like it was like just on the start of... Uh, boom of vaporwave cassette labels, I guess. Like there, mm. there wasn't that much like right now. In 2016, yeah. I remember Fantasy Deluxe was one of the main labels back then. In 2016, like one of the main. Love Fantasy Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm, this kind of labels like inspired me to start Gorgeous Lights. Like, what if I will start a label with my own vibes? 
uh, own style. Mm-hmm. And at that time, did you know you wanted to release other people's music as well? Or it, just a label for your own? No, 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 no. Uh, I wanted to share other people's works, promote new artists. That always was a goal for Gorgeous Lights. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've certainly done that. Now I think it's transformed over time and didn't take too long into one of the most consistent and reliable labels in the community. <laughs> and not, not because that is a problem sometimes. Not just well-respected, of course, but certainly... Uh, and I was just talking to Blue Screen about this too with his label, Sunset Grid, um, about how labels like yours and his are this, the foundation for the current era and the current community of Vaporwave because, you know, a lot of them have closed down and all that over the years. Um, yeah. And you're still... Yeah, I don't think that I will stop suddenly. I hope I want. I just enjoy what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I saw on Twitter the other day, because I know, uh, you know a few months ago you announced that you might stop making music as Cosmic Cycler. Ah, yeah, yeah. Maybe for a little while, maybe... Who knows? And, um, you know, obviously, you're a lot of people's favorite artists now and have been for a long time. So that was shocking for people, I think. Uh, this current in time, like, made me realize that I, I don't uh, enjoy, uh, like, making uh, music on other styles, genres, as much as I enjoy doing Vaporwave. Mm-hmm. Like, I I finished a couple of albums under different names and styles, but uh, I think, like, I still can't dedicate myself that much as I did with Vaporwave, so I decided to, like, bring back Cosmic Cycler and maybe... Uh, Still doing other things. Meanwhile, yeah, like on the there side. was no reason to stop Cosmic Cycle actually, because people like it and I enjoy doing it. And I thought, like, why I stop? <laughs> what the hell? Well, you know, sometimes that happens. You you wake up one day and you think, you know what? It's time for a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know what will come tomorrow. I'm I'm glad we have uh, you decided there might be room for both in in your life now. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think there won't be a problem to make both and more. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I love your music, man. I think it's a uh, it just it offers such a neat um, angle on the late late night lo-fi, whatever that makes you feel like when you hear it. Comparing your different albums, Private Invitation versus Luna TV versus After the Cinema or C or Special Night. They all capture the same essence, but they're all so, so different. And just looking at it from a different... Yeah, I always trying to make different albums. Like, uh, I will always try different uh, styles, I guess. Like, with broken transmission in Luna TV... With climate wave on one nine hundred weather, I I don't think that that I would make same albums again and again. 
because it would be boring for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I always try to change style on every album. It's it's refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's yeah, it's never the same. But it's always in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I I am a dear fan of, and there are many other people as well. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about your new record. Maybe we can play a song from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's play a song here. Number two, On the Road from Cosmic Cycler's new record, Lights. God, what? Oh my God! I love your your new record, Neighborhoods. 
this is that was like even better man oh my god i have such a grin the guitar the guitar sample (laughs) so good like it's like a mid solo but it's crafted just ah, brilliant i love it thanks man thank you so much for (laughs) for your music man oh my god so let's talk about the new record maybe uh theme i don't know if there's any information what label maybe your label uh it will be self-release just on my band camp okay mm, i'm not planning any label yet yeah right now okay and uh, what about uh, physicals maybe we will see okay all right if people will like it and if there will will be demand mm-hmm. yeah well, i'm glad you're back yeah it's kind of continue continuing the neighborhood mm. vibes mm-hmm. but uh it's full lp and instead of health of lp yeah uh yeah it has kind of similar vibes but uh kind of different sample sources i guess because i used to sample uh funk and r&b 90s R&B, but mm-hmm. now I sampled only uh, like 80s jazz. Yeah, let's get let's let's talk about your album Samantha. That's an interesting release. It, I know you reissued it at one point. Uh, it was released by Fantasy Dogs. Yeah, uh, you want me to tell about album. Well, uh, why is it called Samantha? Um, why did it need a, a remaster? Maybe you didn't think it was up to par. Is it ah, have to do remastered. with uh, Fantasy Deluxe, maybe? Yeah, it, uh, I will answer to first question, why it was called Samantha. I just thought like Samantha was the most 80s name, kind of, mm-hmm. like. I wanted to give this album like uh, heavy 80s, what was that? 80s movies vibe, mm-hmm. like nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, like um, action movie that you used to watch on VHS. Right. It was remastered because I saw some comments on Vapor Memory YouTube channel when this album was uploaded Mm -hmm. to his channel uh, people were saying like white noise is too loud (laughs) like it's broken transmission people yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and i thought like uh, what if i will just uh, make remastered version available on my own band game so people who can't handle the white noise Mm -hmm. but listen to a more like a clean version yeah but actually it, it was more lo-fi version <laughs> <laughs> any but without noise any plans to put the remastered audio on audio onto a physical uh there were plans actually with fantasy deluxe back then in uh, 2018, I guess, yeah. before Fantasy Deluxe shut down. Yeah. So I don't think that I will 
I will re-release it because it's Fantasy Deluxe release. Yeah. So it kind of will stay there. Yeah. Only if they will come back and if they would want to reissue it, then yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I'll be talking to Fantasy Deluxe on the show soon, so I'll be sure to beg to oh, beg them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Please reach. <Yeah. laughs> so I noticed uh, something about late night lo-fi that's finding interesting is the tag is sort of mm -hmm. uh, oversaturated with uh, music that isn't actually nearly yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as accurate as it to the name. I remember back in 2016, I used to check late night lo-fi tag, and there was nothing that than my than my music. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you could check uh, best selling and new arrivals, there could be the same. So did you <laughs> did you come up with that term late night lo-fi? No, no, no. Okay. It's actually was. I mean, it, it was not only mine stuff, but also like Fantasy Deluxe, obviously, and Luxury Elite. But uh, the tech Late Night Lo-Fi, I think it was coined by Luxury Elite mm. back in like early 2010s, I guess, when uh, even when Vaporwave wasn't called Vaporwave, like she said, uh, she came up with this term late night lo-fi to describe her music yeah so yeah so i just thought like it's it, it sounds cool like exactly what i wanted to make like it sounds like exactly uh what i wanted to make so yeah i like continued i guess late night lo-fi mm -hmm. Extended it probably, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> and why do you think it is that people are starting to use that tag uh, outside of the genre? I don't know. People like use uh, random tags sometimes, like everything. They put everything just to be not not I guess. Yeah, to try and um, broaden the the visibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what is trending right now? Right. Yeah, it's signal wave. Let's spot signal wave. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> On text. <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, it's hard to find true late night lo-fi by actually searching for it. Uh, let's talk about one nine hundred weather. Uh, yeah, one nine hundred weather is probably one of my most favorite projects I have made. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Climate Wave, Turn Climate Wave, yeah. came up with uh, that album because I I think I already explained it on uh, Private Suite magazine, mm -hmm. Climate Wave issue. Yeah. Friend of mine came up with this term and started using it. And people like 
started using it after that record mostly i don't remember the term climate wave before no 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 <laughs> uh one nine hundred weather was like a dedication to the weather channel I think it's kind of like already made like typical stuff mm-hmm. I guess but I used to watch uh VHS rips on YouTube late at night and I really liked the idea of the weather weather hotline tent album after watching commercial that there was a weather hotline yeah <laughs> back in 80s 90s I guess and I was like what what kind of hotline it was like <laughs> <laughs> if you live in <laughs> Somewhere price one or something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, instead of like uh, using uh, videos of Weather Channel, I thought like if I will recreate the sound of VHS rip. Uh, like with uh, all these jazz samples, with favorite songs of mine, I thought like, what if I will recreate the sound of Weather Channel? Like most of the Climate Wave albums uh, that I've heard so far were like just you know YouTube to MP3, yeah, uh, same uh, videos sampled. And I thought, like, if I will do the same thing, it will be, like, too much. So I decided to just uh, make all of this jazz songs lo-fi mm-hmm. with tape hits and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I did it successfully. Well, absolutely. <laughs> that uh, article you talked about in Private Suite magazine, it's in issue six. That's actually a, a climate wave themed issue. And uh, Daniel, he's the one that interviewed you. He and I actually wrote that article together. And boy, is it good. If you like climate wave, everybody should check it out. Uh, issue six, like I said, little interview with Cosmic Cycler in there. And one of the things I that like slapped me in the face when I uh, was talking to Daniel and reading this was Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I love Asutenki and how Mm -hmm. your climate wave was sort of an American uh, westernized almost um, Mm -hmm. context, whereas his is often Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sampled mostly Japanese commercials and samples it's cool to see variety of uh, you know origins mm-hmm. of samples but uh, in one nine hundred weather i have like some in- international kind of tracks like i have spanish spanish song sampled on it like uh and uh, uh, various uh, international weather forecast mm-hmm. samples 
but mostly it was western yes. yeah uh, it's still it's still very distinguished climate wave record after all these years <laughs> yeah one of the i think it might be the first one actually uh you mean uh weather tamed or what uh, yeah, climate wave. Yeah, the first climate wave record. I think this. I think one nine hundred mm, weather might have been it. I think it was first uh, with climate wave tech, but uh, with climate wave vibe albums were like yeah, true. Uh, Nordron by Elite Seven, Virtual Plaza, and um, Eco Virtual Channel Five O Five. Yeah, yeah, Eco Virtual. Uh, in Morris County meteorological team or something. That's like the that one. That's was... that's the one. Morris County. What was it? I'll link that. I'll link that in the description for sure. Because everybody should check that out if uh, you haven't heard it. <clears throat> well, great. Any plans to? Well, I know you. So you just came back. I don't want to <laughs> dive too deep into the future, but. Uh, another climate wave um, record? Uh, maybe, I don't know, but I don't like to repeat myself. Exactly, yeah. Maybe we'll go weather soft this time. Weather soft. Yeah, that's that's my name for it. That's more like the... I find climate wave is like... It, it involves actual weather and a little bit of more broken, broken transmission and signal wave in that the signal isn't very clear and there's distortion and static and maybe rain and you know all these things that you think of when you think of uh climate all these different climates and uh but weather soft to me is more like weather channel corporate studio programming if that makes sense it's like more soft I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who came up with that term? I think is the person that runs a Retro Weather Channel on Twitch. Oh, I don't know them. No, oh, it's pretty That's neat. Cool. You should check it out. It's like a just a weather channel that runs twenty four seven and plays weather soft music. I'm sure they've played your music before. <laughs> okay. They do a uh, different weather soft artist every month or climate wave, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Retro Weather Channel. Retro Weather Channel. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I will check it out. Enjoy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, what do we got next? I want to know. I want to know more about your sampling process and your production process. I'm sure you've learned a trick or two over the years since creating your first Future Funk records. <laughs> uh, I when I started, I used to like tor torrenting albums. Shh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like was downloading full albums and listening to whole thing till I will find a suitable sample. But now I am using YouTube lately. Yeah to just search and listen briefly but uh, when it comes to the downloading I am using different sources 
everyone would uh, like assume that I am doing YouTube to MP3 thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of but different ways to know, do it. Yeah. When it comes to sampling, I don't know. I just love loops, finding a loop that could be nice to listen to on repeat. Uh, but I'm trying to not to make song too repetitive and boring or like uh, make it almost uncomfortable right. to listen when it's too repetitive, you know? Yeah. Like in the, even on Midnight Television album, there is a track, I think, Blind Dates. Very repetitive, yeah. I think it's longer than it should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. That's what I was thinking so, when you said that was your first vaporwave record. I'm like, oh ha that's that's not very <laughs> like the most calming or pleasing music. It's dissonant a lot. Like it hurts your ears after a while sometimes. Like in a good way, if you're into it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, but I kind of like it. Yeah, like it's one of too my favorites. It too. gets just kind of, kind of ridiculous, but in good way. Like, what the hell I am listening to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but considering that most people's first album is always floral shop, I think Midnight Television is way more. Uh, smoother and listenable in my opinion yeah when it comes to first ever vaporwave album because when i first listened to floral shop it was like it was like a long time after i found out vaporwave i just saw that everyone were talking about floral shop floral shop like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is the album and uh, I didn't like it at first time, like everyone, I guess. Yeah. Or like most of the people. But yeah, it's uh, considering that it's one of the first, of course, it's important and uh, very ahead of its time. But I, I like kind. Uh, I like midnight television or skeleton style way more mm-hmm. than. Shop or Eco Gems. Yeah. So yeah, I just I'm just trying to make my own style, even if I like utilize uh, same style as many classic vaporwave artists.
I want to know your thoughts on singles versus albums because I don't believe you've ever released a single, have you? Apart from in the Climate Wave mini mix, which I want to talk about a little bit later. I used to upload singles on Bandcamp when I was uh, making Future Fun. I don't see the reason now if the single, especially if the single is a part of the album, I just prefer to uh, upload single on SoundCloud for listening and then mm-hmm. give a link to full album. I did a single, a vaporwave single, the track Don't Leave Me Alone. It was uh, made in 2015, I guess, again. But it was part of the my old... My second, I guess, or third future funk album. It was called Blossom, but yeah, it was yeah, like the first one, on the one of the worst works of mine, in my opinion, because it, this album was like sort of compilation, uh, not album at all, because tracks had very similar, a uh, very different, uh, different styles. Mm-hmm. They weren't like connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided to leave it like a single, not part of any album. For me, that albums that were re- released in 2015, they don't exist and they're <laughs> unofficial. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't consider them as a part of my discography. Uh, right. Yeah, so I just. Uh, if I will ever release a single, I would just put it on SoundCloud and leave it like SoundCloud exclusive, I guess, just for mm-hmm. streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a funny thing I noticed. Uh, he doesn't. Some artists they'll have a single that's not on an album, for example, or you know, different things here and there. But you love your albums, and you know what? I love them too. Cool. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the mini mix that I mentioned. Climate Wave mini mix on uh, dark web recordings. Yeah, uh, it was released on Night Coverage originally. Oh, it was, eh? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Or maybe I had forgotten. Yeah, it was originally released on Night Coverage. Uh, and then Dark Web Recordings contacted me that they want to release it on cassette and mini disc. So I said, "Yeah, sure." It, nice. It's supposed to be um, an album, a full album. I was mm-hmm. working on it after One Night Hundred Weather release. Some of the tracks are. Uh, the tracks that weren't included to one nine hundred weather, so it, climate wave mini mix is like a side B, B side of the one nine hundred weather. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, oh, neat. I I wanted to finish it, but just left it and forgot about it, and then. It was made like in uh, late 2016, early 2017. Uh, mm-hmm. I never finished uh, the album. It's supposed to be a sequel. 
and I decided like, uh, is what if I will put them, put the tracks together, and make them like mix? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and twenty minute track. People thought mixed. like it's um, it it was mixed without my own tracks. Maybe like it was. Uh, some sort of mix with other people's tracks, but no, Climate Wave mini mix is all my tracks. Yeah, I decided to make it as mix because tracks were like really uh, well going without stop, uh, without pause. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I interesting. I just didn't feel uh, inspired enough to make the second one 900 weather album like i mentioned i don't like to repeat myself yeah so i just released it and people still liked it and i'm glad mm-hmm. it's for like for climate wave fans it's dedicated to fans of one 900 weather yeah i managed to get a tape luckily only 30. Yeah, very small run of cassettes and mini discs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, MDs as well. <laughs> I'm not mini discs, actually. Yeah, like, I can understand that. I just don't get it, I guess, because... Well, most people can't even play them, right? I can't play mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only mini discs I have are my own releases. I don't collect them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that I will release or I will make mini disc releases on gorgeous lights as well because I like vinyl and cassettes more. Yeah. Especially cassettes. Oh, yeah. Because they are compact, nice. Yeah, it's perfect for late night lo fi. Yeah, yeah. It's very nostalgic, vintage format. Mm hmm. Uh,. Should I mention it or not? But I am going to have a release on Gorgeous Lights uh, with digital compact cassette. Do you know that format? Digital compact cassette? No, what the heck is that? It's like people are gonna hate me for that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even know about it too. I just recently found out because the artist I'm working with uh, mentioned it mentioned it and suggested yeah. me to make a, a make digital compact cassette run so i think it will be very first format in vaporwave crazy very first album being released on that format direct competitor to sony's mini disc magnetic tape sounding recording format by philips and released in 1992 Marketed as a successor to the compact disc. Interesting. It's weird. Like there are many formats like failed in 90s, you know, like mini discs, uh, digital compact cassettes. Who knows? Maybe there are a lot of more. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's a YouTube channel, Techo Man. Mm. Have you heard of have you, have you heard of no. that? He release he reviews all kinds of old vintage technology all the time. Mm. Uh, he loves cassettes as well and cassette decks and from the golden era. Yeah, cassettes are nice. Pretty sure it's Techo Man. Let me double check here. 
Yeah, Tech Moan. Sorry. Tech Moan. Tech Moan. M O A N. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might like it. I will check it out. Vintage. Vintage. <laughs> Speaking of vintage, actually. I believe you're a fan of J-pop and city pop, yeah, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Where did your love for that stuff come from? In 2015, I used to listen to a lot of city pop and J-pop. After, I don't know, I just was into all of this 80s stuff, synth pop uh, and everything. And I found city pop back then. On YouTube? Yeah, of course, on YouTube. Uh, yeah. And back then, there wasn't that much views on City Pop videos like right now. Like, if you check uh, now any uh, well-known City Pop song, there are like millions of views, thousands of comments. Yeah. But back then, they were very obscure. Uh and mm-hmm. that's how I found Future Funk, I guess, because I I found them like as city pop remixes. That's why I mm-hmm. tried to make my own remixes, my own Future Funk. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I used to watch eighties animes back in twenty fifteen. You know, uh, the name Cosmic Cycler came up from anime. Really? Which one? Uh, from Yurusei Yatsura. I, okay, I don't, I don't know that no, one. I, I, Damn, I, what, I, I simply fr- know that because that one with the, uh, with the, with the green hair girl. What's it called again? Yurusei Yatsura. I'm not sure I'm saying it properly. <laughs> The one that always was... Oh, yeah, I know it. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm... And you, you were saying it fine, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and uh, what is the Cosmic Cycler in the show? Uh, there was a song called Cosmic Cycler, and it uh, on ending, one of the ending songs. And when I just was about to start making Vaporwave, I was looking for a name of course and back then yeah. i was watching that anime and i thought like ah this sounds like very 80s nostalgic <laughs> kind of vaporwave mm-hmm. oh it's a perfect name wow yeah and but... it, it it didn't even come from something even close to late night lo-fi or what we would call late night lo-fi yeah that's why i wanted to change my alias back then in 2016 when i made a lot of late night lo-fi albums because oh yeah cosmic cycle for me was always related to future funk because mm-hmm. of 80s because it was from 80s anime and i thought like i would make albums uh, dedicated to 80s Japan enemies <laughs> stuff For like sure. that but I failed yeah. I didn't want to make anymore <laughs> <laughs> those are your words not mine <laughs> uh, yeah uh, 
then I already released Vaporwave albums and people started to know me as Cosmic Cypher, so I decided to leave it like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that... And here we, here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's ridiculous. It's that, funny how uh, a name... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How a name can, like, have a different meaning for someone based on the image that is conjured up in their mind when they hear the name. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. to me, Cosmic Cycler is not a future funk name. Because I didn't know your project during that time. Mm, that's, so that's, that's cool, I guess. That's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. it means that I was lucky to pick a perfect name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect for me. So uh, you're a cassette collector, I imagine, and you, you like vinyl too. Um, did your cassette collecting habit or interest start with vaporwave and like old tech, I guess, in general? Uh, uh, as a kid, I always liked cassettes, any cassettes, audio cassettes or VHS cassettes, mm-hmm. uh, but I wasn't collecting. Uh, yeah, um, I don't collect that much lately i used to collect in 2016 again when i first bought my vaporwave cassette was late night Mm. delight 
from Illuminated Place. Classic. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people first bought, bought that yep. cassette and then started collecting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when it comes to vinyl, I like to collect J-pop and City pop on vinyl. I don't collect Vaporwave on vinyl. Okay. Because yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think that cassettes are perfect yeah. format for it. Uh, yeah, I collect J-pop vinyls. It uh, lately, uh, after I stopped collecting vaporwave cassettes, I sold like almost most of my collection. Recently, uh, oh wow! Yeah, I had a lot of cassettes. I used to like buy almost every released back in 2016 i just really liked that time in scene yeah because i don't know it was like still still had early 20s 2010s 2010s yeah <laughs> vibe exactly the, the more diy check. mixtape vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. this label's like Fantasy Deluxe, when Business Schedule was doing DIY cassettes, mm-hmm. Illuminated Pets was still releasing uh, big names, I guess. Uh, Adhesive Sounds was one of the best labels. Oh, yeah. Then. Uh, Definitely. Which one? Dream Catalog was of course. one of the like most inspiring. Yeah labels for me uh yeah i i don't even check lately the recent releases i'm like out of touch i'm just uh i just listen to vaporwave that i receive on submissions lately Mm. like i don't listen to vaporwave that much i used to uh mm, yeah Maybe I will collect some, again, J-pop cassettes, because I really like J-pop. Yeah. I was planning this year to visit South Korea and maybe uh, to get J-pop vinyls, but 2020 happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all the plans canceled. Yeah, down the drain. Unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your some what are some of your favorite uh, J-pop albums? My favorites, uh, I guess, "Love Songs" by Maria Takeuchi. Nice. Uh, Everything. Friday Magic by Meiko Nakahara. Oh, that I don't know like, that. Uh, Imagination, I guess, by yeah. Junka Yagami. It was called Imagination, right? Hara. I'm looking for the other one. Yeah, if you look at the cover, you you will definitely I'll know, it. <laughs> know this album. Some of the uh, albums, what I don't remember names that much. Uh, mm-hmm. Hiroshi Sato, I guess. Yeah. The album Awakening. Mm. It's very nice. Uh, also not City Pop, but Yellow Magic Orchestra albums. 
Nice. Yeah, I guess that's it. Great. Well, I have a, I have a big list to check. <laughs> and what about some of your old anime favorites from the 80s and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. I really liked uh, Maison Ikkoko, the same... Uh, it was made by same mangaka as uh, Yurusei Yatsura. Oh, okay. I really liked that anime. It's like, uh, I'm not that huge anime fa- fan. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, watch anime lately, but yeah. back then in 2015, when I was into retro anime, I really liked Maison Ikoko. It's, uh, it's like uh, not it's like I don't know it's kind of soap opera mm. uh, but still interesting not that not that like too cheesy I guess it's like more like relatable more realistic yeah uh, yeah I I really liked uh, Yurusei Yatsura, but I didn't watch all the episodes still because there are a lot of episodes on this anime. But maybe I'm wrong because I'm not an anime fan and like anime fans would say like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You think that that, this is so much? A hundred episodes is nothing. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. Uh, (laughs) I used to watch uh, Ranma anime mm. do you know that no basically i watched like all of the animes based on uh rumiko takahashi's mangas yeah uh, ranma is nice but too i don't know it has like martial arts kind of vibe but it's like it works well as sitcom in my opinion mm. Uh, I I really like sitcoms, by the way. Yeah. Because Yurusei Yatsura has sitcom kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. When every episode like has its own story, like it, it finishes story, you don't have to watch like uh, in order. Like you want, you can pick random episodes. Yeah. You can watch the first episode and uh, just pick any random episode, so it will be fine. Uh, 80s animes, I also watched some, I don't even remember. I used to watch a lot <laughs> uh, back in 2015. I think I watched almost all of the Romika Takahashi's mangas. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Ah, of course, Evangelion. Oh, yes. <laughs> Evangelion. Oh, yeah, of course. I think it's it's like who can forget. Yeah, it's like common thing. Like everyone are watching like essential. Uh, yeah. Of course, I used to watch, I, or at least I tried to watch as a teenager when I was in high school. Uh, that. Uh, well-known animes like Naruto, yeah, Bleach, uh, GTO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, GTO is one of the old animes, actually. Do you know that? No, I don't know that one. Anime? 
Great so, teacher Onizuka. Great teacher Onizuka. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> my friend always talks about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome in my opinion. Uh, also, ah, I uh, actually I watched uh, anime when I was like uh, six or seven. Uh, it was Giver. Do you know Giver? No. I I'm I, I'm an anime noob sort of like I love it but I especially old stuff uh, I don't know. It's old anime. It's like very brutal. Uh, for me, it was like huge surprise when I was a kid because I used to watch like I used to think that cartoons can be only like uh, positive, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, all this Walt Disney. Yeah, they drew it, so it has to be nice. Yeah, and when I watched Giver on VHS, I was I was like shocked, but but not scared. Like I was like, wow, like what is this? Like there is a lot of blood, there is a lot of violence, monsters. Mm -hmm. You know? Did you ever Uh, watch uh, Berserk? Uh, I didn't watch, but I heard of it. Yeah, now that one is I very think it's kind of similar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Giver was the like uh, super hit for Russian teenagers, okay. I guess somehow because Russian bootleg guys, Russian VHS bootleg guys, used to record old enemies at uh, bootleg VHS with movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could watch a movie, like action movie, and you could uh, wait till the end. And uh, there was always a random episode of any cartoon. And sometimes it was anime. Huh. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's I a really, crazy way to consume yeah. it as a kid. Yeah, I think <laughs> most of the anime fans are thankful right now to VHS bootleg guys. Yeah, like they introduced anime this way, even illegal way, but but it was the only way to find mm-hmm. this kind of stuff back then because there was no internet, uh, like on television there was not much animes only like stuff like sailor moon pokemon in the real you could find some stuff, obscure yeah. anime on vhs it was like a treasure <laughs> yeah <laughs> cherish uh, that yeah uh unfortunately i didn't have any anime vhs it was like borrow it yeah to, where borrow it from mm-hmm. friends make a copy I, no i unfortunately didn't have second vcr oh <laughs> and i <laughs> even if i had i i don't think that i could manage to make a copy because i was dumb as a kid yeah and you were young <laughs> you was, said seven was it yeah, I yeah. don't remember exactly, but I think I wasn't even in high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it means that maybe I was even 
five or six but i remember clearly that moment when i watched that anime you know it was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> like you Changed. you can watch the opening of the anime yeah. it, uh, the one that i watched was the uk version and uh, uk version has way more better music than original mm. Japanese version. Yeah. Because on Japanese version, opening has like some kind of J-pop song. It just don't fit at all. It doesn't match. Yeah, exactly. And uh, on UK version, there is like badass rock music playing. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It, maybe it's because I watched it as a kid. I prefer it much more because of nostalgia, I guess. If I watched it like now, maybe I would have different opinion. Mm -hmm. It makes you appreciate having watched things when you were a kid, so you yeah. can have the nostalgia for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch it again and again and again and again, like you know. Yeah. When tapes ends, tape ends, and you rewind, rewind. It and watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> and don't do not tape over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, great. Thank, thank you for the recommendations and yeah, yeah. a little bit of knowledge into who you were as a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to your music a little bit. Let's talk about your record, Night Love, the split with uh, Network 91. Yeah. God damn, do I love that record, man. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites. Oh well. yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. I really like how it turned out. Yeah. Maybe one of the main albums that made me sure that I should go with this style. Mm -hmm. I guess it was uh, released after uh, after Special Night. Yeah, still early. So it was technically second late night lo-fi album for okay. me. Uh, when I was like releasing albums only on DMTFL, mm -hmm. uh, Vito uh, messaged me uh, like he is going to uh, ask artists on label to work together to make collab albums yeah uh, and uh, he sent me like list of the artists who uh, did a request to make collab album and sunset network 91 was one of them and i decided to message him and uh, say let's make split LP together because we have similar late night lo-fi style mm. uh, nice yeah I I really liked this album Is there, uh, later it was released on cassette S label yeah sleepless yeah it's from Canada actually that's right Sleepless tapes. Uh, it used to be sleepless nights, and then oh, 
it, it, even uh, it, it was one of the first labels collectives I joined back in 2015 mm-hmm. because it used to be a future fun collective yeah it was called manifesto and we even made a compilation album oh wait that's <laughs> it, it's, Didn't you have an album come out on there? It was called Blossom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the I mentioned before. Like, not it wasn't even album. It was like compilation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Okay. Please. Yeah, it was. It was very nice label in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, stopped functioning back in twenty seventeen. I guess. Or eighteen. Yeah, I um, I didn't actually get to them until they were already closed. I think, but I think I found yeah. the that Turnboy album from them, the one my pet yeah, flamingo yeah, yeah. put out. Turnboy, Tokyo Wanderer. Uh, I don't even remember others. Costanza. Do you know this artist? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all were were in one collective. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was great to have such experience back in twenty fifteen. For me, it was like I don't know, like surreal, maybe. Like mm-hmm. I am releasing albums, like you know, it, uh, until twenty fifteen, like I had no any music experience, and then suddenly started releasing albums and it was like unusual yeah you're in this collective with all these talented musicians exchanging ideas yeah that's that's incredible it was a beautiful time simple time beautiful time yeah that's what i am trying to make with gorgeous lights i guess i don't want it to be like just uh, labels that kind of collects cool artists mm-hmm. and just you know <laughs> releasing on the well known or something like that. Yeah, I I'm always looking for new artists. I used to contact people back in back when I started label, but lately I just receive submissions. Yeah, and sometimes I receive from newcomers and. Yeah, it's really nice. And you find people generally match the vibe of the label when they submit? Yeah, but I don't want to uh, force them to change their style, to make it more uh, suitable for gorgeous lights. Mm -hmm. I'm open for different styles. Like, uh, for example, uh, I released some ambient albums like from journal mode and the latest one uh, i don't know how to spell it correctly but cologne terminal i guess oh yeah it has like very dark vibes mm-hmm. different from uh, you know uh, smooth jazz late night of five yeah. style but i really liked his style and his album because mm-hmm. it had very lo-fi uh that pa- that paradise of yesterday album yeah yeah life. yeah paradise of yesterday is one of the 
uh, one of the favorite discoveries of mine when they contacted me I was like hell yeah this is very nice yeah um, <laughs> sure is uh, yeah I have a couple of new artists right now planned for future releases nice I hope I will uh, the problem with shipping will be solved soon so mm-hmm. I could keep releasing keep giving people new music yeah on cassettes or digital yeah exactly it's gonna be interesting once everything starts up again labels have all these batches of tapes to put out suddenly <laughs> yeah there are like hundreds of orders like stuck in the middle yeah I don't even know what is happening there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody gets all their stuff. this record more like melancholic vibe especially with this track sometimes people say like I make the saddest vapor wave (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah this people would uh, like some of the tracks from this album yeah nice the, to, want to, to give variety of emotions mm-hmm. on on this album awesome to me that wasn't uh, melancholy or sad at all it was like maybe a song you're walking down the street and you have to like make a decision <laughs> i don't know it's good it's good song for decision making <laughs> make decisions with this song yeah yeah it was wasn't too sad to me but um maybe some of the other songs on the record are even more melancholic so what are your favorite vaporwave releases from uh the golden era when you were actually listening to it midnight television uh computer dreams nice i just played them played the record on the show <laughs> the other day yeah uh telenites oh nice telenites doesn't yeah. get talked about on the show too much thank you for mentioning them <laughs> it's it's kind of awesome like they really actually casting <laughs> like like they disappeared mm-hmm. without trace Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Graphics albums. Oh yeah, the Destin, Destin uh, yeah, uh, Midnight Love mm-hmm. that was on Fortune 500. It has like really a similar vibe to Midnight Television with yeah late night nostalgia. Yeah. Um, what else? Skeleton albums. Some of them, like Reflections, some of the classic Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Which album else? I I really like, maybe not even considered as Vaporwave, but Eyewitness by Mickey. I always, like, mention that album when it comes to favorite albums. Eyewitness by who, sorry? Mickey. Uh, Mickey. It's actually uh, an alias of musician uh, named Mickey Legrand, who is in who makes funk songs with uh, with his band Psychic Mirrors. Yeah, I can't find it. I'm bad at finding things today. Holy cow! You'll have to send me the link for that one too. That album is very nice. I have. Uh, it on vinyl. Oh damn! It has no like it has no digital release. It's just on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on YouTube. That's it. Like yeah. there's no MP3 file, so I decided to buy it on vinyl. Nice. So I could listen to it. There is something about that label called Rated X. They had very nice albums like. Only two albums, actually, mm. two releases, and they are kind of illegal. They, uh, on vinyl sleeve, it says like this uh, vinyl is promotional and not for sale, yeah. but it's still on sale on stores like Juno Records, <laughs> like everywhere. Wow, it's weird. The other album on this label is uh, Fantasy by Rosemary Carr. Mm. It's like mm, it's 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 kind of maybe hypnagogic and uh, ba- balearic. 
style, but still plunderphonics. It samples like uh, easy listening songs. Okay. It's it's not available anywhere. I checked it. I tried to find digital anywhere. I don't know why, mm. but it's on vinyl, and I had to buy it again. Yeah, these are my favorite albums. Nice. Yeah, there's uh there's all those YouTube people that are like archiving all these old albums that where there's no digital version of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you need to take up a second <clears throat> job. <laughs> Actually, I I don't like this archiving thing because no. I think it ruins the intention of the artist who wanted to make his music just disappear. Yeah, so, that's true. I think if it's meant to be disappeared, so then let it be. Yeah, it's it's not being heard in the way the creator intended it. Yeah. For me, it's uh, it's more. I I love archiving, <laughs> but it's like yeah, I, I, I feel like all these things are art, and we need to preserve art as much as possible. Yeah, mm, I'm but, saying uh, this as an as an artist I guess. yeah well I guess. it is true that uh, uh, as listener it's of course different of course I would like to have albums that I would really like to listen and didn't want them to disappear without trace mm-hmm. yeah but as an artist I I think that if artists want it yeah. to be not available then well think, if, mm-hmm. think about if everything was already archived Every single music piece of music, you know, it would take a lot of the fun out of it in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really like finding uh, obscure things only on physical. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I have a couple of uh, 80s ambient uh, new age albums on cassette, and I especially tried to find them on YouTube or anywhere. And I really like when I don't find them. Like I have very unique (laughs) physicals Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, I don't really have too many more questions. Like we could dive into every single one of your records, but we could be here all day. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything you want to maybe say to your fans? Uh, I don't know. Like listen to my music. It really means a lot to me. Uh, check out Gorgeous Lights future releases. Uh, we are going to have very interesting artists, albums. Maybe I will make vinyl releases. I think people want them, mm-hmm. but it will will take long time. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait. Uh, yeah. See if shipping is uh, gonna get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the vinyl production is like long, takes long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Stay safe, especially now. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Like I said, it was a real treat. I can't, uh, I can't tell you how it's finally come to this <laughs> point for me to talk to you. 
And it's just like you were saying when you, it was surreal for you when you were added to those groups and whatnot. Is that we all have like different levels of surreal, but we're all within the same world. It's funny. <laughs> we're all different ages too. Like I'm old, I'm fucking, you know, and there's so many people from all over the place, uh, having these different surreal moments at different times. Yeah, and it's, uh, sure. each one of them is like just as special as the next and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. just, just as meaningful. And I don't know. That's why it's what I love about this community. Hmm. You're willing to come on and talk to me for two hours. Like what? <laughs> I never would have yeah, thought I would it, get there one day. So thank yeah. you, my friend. No problem. Thanks for having me. It was like first time for me to talk in foreign language that long. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's I a had no lot of pressure. Before. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was great, and I think people are really gonna love it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope they will understand what I'm talking about at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Yeah, sure. Have a great day ahead. Yeah, you too. I will. It's going to be bedtime mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll have a little snack. <laughs> getting hungry now. But um, yeah, thanks a lot. And um, I know we'll talk to you soon. Sure. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Thank you so much, Cosmic Cycler, for sitting down with me. I can't believe I had the opportunity to do that. That was really something special. Thank you so much for what you do. Your music is incredible. Absolutely love your label. Very much looking forward to what you have in store for the future, my friend. Thanks again. Everybody, hope you enjoyed the episode. We're going to leave you with some tracks by Cosmic Cycler. A couple of my favorites, maybe about six or so. Before we do that, please check out our website, privatesweetmag.com. We've got some neat things going on there, like an events page where you can track all the upcoming Vaporwave shows. And we're still working on it, but hopefully be able to um, have the VODs on demand to be able to watch everything in one place. We also have some music videos on our YouTube page, and our website is as been revamped actually so you can check that out to see the cool new features and there's more coming soon we also have a very exciting event in the works coming up august 8th and 9th private suite mag presents waves we've got some very incredible artists on the lineup some that haven't played shows before so we're very excited to provide this as an opportunity and to give back to the community it's also a charity event um, we're giving all proceeds to Afrotechtopia, I believe. And um, that should be getting some more information announced on it soon with a new poster, including a set list of all the artists playing and what times they're all going to be at on which day as well. Okay, thanks everybody. Once again, take care of yourself and we'll see you next time. P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. Progresso Soup, I love you.
see the speed of moisture toss across our area uh, throughout the day. It will not be nothing like yesterday where it rained all day, but there will be scattered showers throughout much of the day. Our average morning low for this time of the year is the 40s. Our average afternoon high is 69. And look at that. We're even warmer than we should be for daytime highs. These are the current temperatures. Most spot 68 to about 71 degrees. A very mild start. 67 as we start the morning out in cloudy skies. And a few showers will be possible. And scattered showers even into the afternoon. Not everyone's going to see rain today. With a temperature of 78 to 6 spots in the evening.
Hello again. Not quite finished yet. We're going to play some songs from Cosmic Cycler's label Gorgeous Lights. And I'll put the links to these songs in the description of the show in the order that we play them. Take care. To Sky Sports, but you will need a video decoder to see the pictures because the signal is scrambled. You've now tuned in to Sky Sports, but you will need a video decoder to see the pictures. Tuned in to Sky Sports, but you will need a video decoder to see the pictures because the signal is scrambled. <laughs> 